Swallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. This week we bring you the penultimate episode of Season 3 of Swallows of the South, Song of the Shield Maiden. Buckle up, because things are about to get intense. We will get right to that after a quick thank you to Five Ferret Dance for their pledge on Patreon. Thank you so much for your support. If you'd like to have a thank you right out on the show, support us on Patreon or leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Every one of those helps get the word out to more new listeners and helps support the show financially. We couldn't thank you enough. With that said, let's get into things. In the time of myth, when gods and mortals walked creation together, Rizzo, Ariston, and Golden Might of the Dawn stood before a strange man in the Goatstone Valley. Who was he? And would he serve to stymie their descent into the underworld? If they made it, what would they find there? Could they answer the questions the bull had laid forth? Or would they simply leave more confused? Oh, it's so nice of you to invite us in! I mean, it's being taken care of. How do you take care of someone who's already dead? Do you, like, give them spirit water? I'm not here to answer silly questions. But I'm genuinely curious, because we need to talk to them and bring them back, if we can. Okay. Usually, you determine the root of their conflict, and you seek to resolve it. Well, we kind of need them to resolve a conflict, so can that work too? They're pretty crucial. Mm -hmm. What conflict are you here to resolve? The Taiga folk fighting with the Ice Walkers. And how would the dead play into this? Well... Obviously, because they're fighting over how many people have died. If we just bring them back, then they'll stop fighting. Or if they could at least, like, talk some sense into them. Like, hey, uh, no no reason to fight anymore. We realize being dead, it's not worth it. You've not seen these ghosts, clearly. I've seen some ghosts, but not these ones, because they are somewhere where you are not letting us. Well, I'm not actively blocking the way. I'm having a conversation with you here. If you want to go die, you can do that, but... What these ghosts do every night no, is they rise oh. and they fight the same battles that killed them and they die again. These are ice walkers and tiger folk who are caught in a cycle that's never going to end. Great. So we end the cycle, we make them make peace with each other, and then we make them make their living people make peace. I'm trying to do the work to resolve that. You don't just waltz in. And suddenly everything's better. Oh gosh, I hope not. I'm terrible at waltzing. You seem to have quite a hand at it. You, the taller gentleman, it sounded like you were trying to say something a moment ago. I cut you off. I'm sorry about that. No, you're right. We we don't have much knowledge of the ghosts here. And it was wrong of us to assume that we'd be able to fix the conflict immediately. But we are worried about the... future state of the ice walkers and the tiger folk and if the ghosts have any sense of care left for their living companions then hopefully they'll want to listen we understand that's not an easy task we're basically trying to prevent the end of everything and trying to get the ghosts to help with that hopefully well i will say that if you want to come and try to talk to the ghosts you can do that like i said i'm not actively blocking your way. I just want you to know that they have enmity between them still, and death has a way of 
locking in and intensifying certain emotions and passions. Their hatred runs deep, deeper perhaps than it did in their lives. I know that when ghosts have a lot of unfinished business and residual energy, it does often result in what you're describing, so maybe you could work with us? I know that that's what you've been trying to do is resolve this, but maybe you just needed a few extra hands? Have you ever exercised a ghost before? I've seen one done. Then you must be aware that it is slow and methodical work. You need to know the specter that you're seeking to purge. If you bring an unsteady hand to it, you could aggravate them more. Well, if exercising them is all we have to do, I can run laps around these ghosts. Mentally and physically. Probably. If you tell me where you're looking to go, I might be able to help you. When night falls, this place becomes stranger. And I know it's geography. And if you stay with me, you might not run afoul of citrine ash and incense. It would be best that you did not encounter her. Huh? Citrine's flowers and incest. <laughs> Citrine, ash, and incense. Oh, I see, I thought you were just naming naming the materials. No, no, this is a person. I think a person, anyway. Oh, you know what, then? We should just talk to them first, because if they're the biggest, scariest ghosts, then all we have to do is run laps around her until she's all tired out, and then the other ghosts will realize it's futile, and they should listen to us. A person, I said, not a ghost. Oh. Oh. What is her purpose here? Undoing the work that I try so hard to accomplish, it would seem. I leave to try to bring back relics or grave goods to set things right, and their passions have been stoked even brighter. They're dead set on destroying each other more than they were when I left. Perfect. We'll start with her, we'll exercise her, and then we can take care of the rest of the ghost problem. Or you can take care of the rest of the ghost problem. I'm so sorry, I didn't catch your name. I'm Golden Might of the Dawn, because formalities say that I should introduce myself first. He rubs his fingers against his temples and sighs. You cannot exercise this person. They are flesh and blood, not a specter. I exercised with Ariston, and Ariston is flesh and blood. I exercise with believing in love and mercy. not to do a thing, the spelling is different. No, I know the spelling is different. I was trying you to cannot- lighten the mood. You just seem so stressed out. Don't you know that smiling will make sorrow run the other way? And Goldie puts on her biggest smile and points to the corners of her mouth. Her eyes are partly closed, and she is adorable. All right. Uh, thank you, Goldie, but table that f- for now. So this person wants to keep the conflict between the ghosts going. I've only seen them briefly, but that seems to be all the work that they do. Yes. That's that's so odd. Well, are there any ghosts that aren't stuck in this cycle? I mean, all of them can't be fighting battles constantly. There are a few who direct the others. Those mm. ancient tiger folk and ice walkers, there are also some younger ghosts who are born of a different conflict. They sometimes fight, but they have a different way about them. They're not so locked in. So many of them are still young and lost, confused. They don't know what killed them. So they have no outlet for aggression, just confusion and despair. I do know that sometimes, if done delicately, when 
communicating with the spirit, if you let them know that they are no longer living and have passed on, you are then able to cross them over. They, unfortunately, largely know that they are dead. They are aware that they live here in a shadow land. They understand the cycle of passage of day and night, the shift between creation and the underworld. Hmm. Rizzo, what if this woman is like Seven Symphonious Colts, someone who benefits from a shadow land and more dead? That's a very big possibility. Because if so, we can't go in there without preparation. I agree. I feel like it would be wise for us to maybe observe one night and make a decision after we see what we're getting into. If we can just blend in and not stand out, maybe. You will need to coat yourself in blood and ash and bone if you want to blend in here. Okay. It will not be so simple. Who is the Seven Symphonious Chords character you speak of? If you give me some information, I might be able to tell you. He is... And he's a servant of a death lord. He's an abyssal? And he is exalted, and he has great power and communicates regularly with the dead. I'm sorry, you guys are friends with an abyssal that just talks to dead people? Because, like, that's kind of scary. I wouldn't call him a friend. He's not really a friend at all. Just an unfortunate part of our hometown. There's nothing inherently wrong with speaking to the dead. Some of them... Make good company. I would agree. He does more than speak. He he hurts people. But he's someone who wanted to f- give the ghosts more power to keep them closer to the realm of the living. I will cut your quest for this information short. This person seems to match this description. They serve some higher lord, someone known as the Lover. Citrine, ash, and incense seems to stride between the worlds of the living and the dead. As far as I can tell, they sound quite like this seven symphonious chords you're describing. Goldie's eyes are just very wide as she's looking around for ghosts that she's hoping that she can see, but she knows that if there are any ghosts, she totally can't, and she is not focusing on the conversation and is looking out for these ghosts. You seem to truck with powerful figures if you've met with one of these people and consider them a colleague, if not a friend. We've got our own special gifts, but... We use our abilities for different reasons. That's why we're here. And even though no one wants to listen most of the time, we keep finding new ways to help. And this was one of the ways. We need to end the conflict between the living and they won't budge. You speak a lot of sense. I, like you, I suppose only wish to help. That is why I wander these frozen lands, trying to set peace to these restless souls. If you could bring peace to the living, then I see no reason not to help you. Thank you. And we did never get your name, if you don't mind saying it. Oh, yes. I apologize. My name is Reliquary of Tattered Finery. If you would like to come with me, you needn't worry yourselves about covering yourselves too much. I have strong relationships with many of the specters around here. Many of them are too... Self-obsessed to notice any strangers wandering through, and the ones who don't, I'm slowly working on trying to bring peace to. I have working relationships with them. Even if they don't like me, they will not disturb me or the people I bring with. So are you like the Spirit King? No, uh, not quite. Much more lower on the social ladder than that. I'm Like an ambassador? I am a simple exorcist. That is all. 
Well, we appreciate your understanding and your willingness to help us. If there's any way we can make this easier, we'll do our best. But for now, I think our best option is to go with you. Agreed. Or, you know, we could look at one of those other three plans that I had. I'm kind of too scared to remember what any of them were, but there were three more that did not involve ghosts. That involved us fighting immediately and dying. <laughs> the dying was were, part of a plan. But, were, you know, I think it was confidence. fighting and becoming the new common enemy. Yes, those were those were the, the other plans. This was the third plan. We chose we chose door number three. Because fighting <laughs> things that you can't see is is much better than fighting things oh. you can. If you need to see them, I can help you with that. It's simple, really. Also, uh, this is a good point for me to ask, who here has the charm spirit detecting glance? Ariston is going to activate spirit detecting glance for three moves, so we can see but not touch immaterial spirits. Okay, right now there's not anything around you, but that was definitely to make sure oh. who, who here has the ability. Oh, okay. It's worth having on, though. You're in a shadow land. Are any of you possessed of the ability to see specters? I am. Okay. The other two of you. Yes. If you would like to be gifted the sight, I can grant you that for a time. Okay. I'm game. I guess. It is not going to be comfortable. I will tell you that much. I must prepare something for you. It is gruesome. You can watch me prepare it if you would like, but you needn't if you would not. Rizzo is okay watching the process, but she does not want Qui-Gon to watch it, so she will leave him with Ariston. Ariston puts his hand over Qui-Gon's little eyes. He has larger hands than Rizzo does. The better question is, can any of Goldie's three familiars see ghosts. It's a three-star familiar. I kind of feel like one of them should be able to. Okay, then one of your familiars can see ghosts. So Goldie is not going to use whatever it is that um, Tattered is preparing because Loving can see ghosts and Goldie does not want to see them. Thank you, but uh, I'm I'm going to be okay not seeing them. That'll, that'll, that'll be better, probably. Okay, it is your loss. You seem to be the most on edge about it. I guess I'll get on with it. I'll only need one cup. And he reaches into the pack that he has with him and pulls out a small wooden vessel. And he sets it on the ground, places his things down, and sits cross-legged on the ground. We see the cup as we hear a tearing sound. The three of you can see that he has taken his hand up toward his mouth, and you can see where the paint runs, like Rizzo and Ariston had seen before. There are things that seem like seams or creases along some of the paint, and you can see clearly that there's actually stitches right now, and he puts his teeth around one of the stitches and pulls and then forcibly removes his hand from his wrist as a spout of blood pours into the vessel below. And he then, as the cup is full, snaps it back into place. And you can see the sutures knit themselves back together as he hands you a cup of his blood. Interesting. Enough. Uh, did that hurt a lot or? No, it does not pain me at all. Okay. Good to know. If you drink that, you're probably going to get a tummy ache. I, I wouldn't go for it then if you um 
Don't need to. Yeah, I'm going to let him pass. Bottoms up, Rizzo. Wait, does she drink it? Rizzo drinks it. Um, <sighs> she shoots it. She plugs her nose and takes a deep breath and tips the vessel and shoots it back very quickly. It doesn't taste like blood that she's had when in fights. And, you know, if someone punches you in the face, you get a little blood, you know. It's normal. When you get punched in the but face. But before that, you said blood she's tasted in fights. Yeah, like when you get punched her in own, the face. Her own yeah, blood. but that wasn't clear. You, then you That's said, and. I was specifying. <laughs> okay. Fucking vampire. So, <laughs> it tastes more of a formaldehyde. <laughs> no, formaldehyde. It tastes more like. The smell or the aroma that you get when you walk into a very old building that has a lot of history, but not a lot of people have been in there. But you can tell that there has been grief and there's still a lot of hope and a sense of religion from the people that were in there. So you kind of get this sense of history and she can tell that this is a more of an intimate process that she's received uh, kind of an insight on how reliquary um is as a person very religious based and has a little bit of hope but has seen a lot of death now that you have partaken it is important that i clarify where you wanted me to take you there are many places we could go here for a moment you seemed interested in citrine ash and incense though i would not recommend you seek her out there are the young ghosts who seem to wander here lost and there are the ancient ghosts who preside over the seemingly endlessly warring ice walkers and tiger folk. Those I would recommend. Ice. Either one. Yeah, I'm good with the recommended option for now. I'm no, just, you recommend both. I'm going to go with the second one. The ancient ghosts? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to go with the non-recommended of let's just get citrine ash out of the way. And Goldie kind of like shakes her arms. Well, I feel like that would be quicker moving. I don't think that that would be wisest if we want to come out less harmed. I think that we need to find out the answers from the ancient spirits. Well, nothing says that we can't talk her down. I mean, look at this face. And Goldie gestures to her face because she has an appearance of five. I'm not sure if she's the root cause of the problem. It seems like these ghosts have been fighting for a while now. If we eliminate her, then it's kind of the tip of the iceberg, not so much the whole thing. But she'll stop undoing the process that has been done. Because if we make progress tonight and then she undoes that progress, then we got to make it again tomorrow night and the night after that and the night after every night after she undoes it. We could always meet in the middle and meet with the spirits first because I feel like it would be very important to possibly find out why they were fighting in the first place and then go talk to the lover. I didn't say let's go talk to the lover. I said let's take care of Ash. <laughs> well, she'll probably come to us if we're bothering yes. her that much. Okay, sure. Let's go to the ghost, to the thing that I can't fight, that I don't want to see. It's fine. And Goldie starts to mutter, justice comes first, my fist comes second. Justice comes first, my fist comes second. And then Rizzo whispers, uh, just take one for the team. It's not it won't be too bad. So you want to speak with the ancients, then? Yes, we believe that would be best. Okay. Remember as we travel that the ghosts who wore a largely seek to do you no harm. They are simply caught in their own conflicts. Bear that in mind, and you should be fine. 
and cold and might of the dawn, you seem very, very squeamish and nervous, but you turned down my offer to let you see them. I could help you see them, and I could help you fight them, if you so desired. I'm good. I'll be fine. Then I ask that you cease your complaining. I wasn't complaining. I was just pointing out, we have other options. In an incredibly passive-aggressive <laughs> sort of way. This is why I don't deal with people much. Ghosts are stubborn, but they say what they mean. And I mean that we have other options. <laughs> Alright, well, we're doing this one, so we're gonna stop now. I understand it's frustrating, but alright. Th- thank you for your help. We'll go see the ancient ghost whenever you're ready. Rizzo mends some kind of um, papoose for Qui-Gon and so that he's facing her and can't accidentally wander off anywhere and um she just uses some of the fabric that she is wearing because usually she'll have um a few loose or excess pieces of fabric from her clothing Mm -hmm. okay i have one more question to ask of you would you like to speak to the ancient tiger folk or the ancient ice walkers Mm, the ice walkers i think that we stand a better chance of being able to persuade the bull of the north if we talk to her people first and can convince them to convince her since you didn't want to fight her that's that's a good point but they're also less inviting yes they're ghosts i think that we will find that they are about as inviting anywhere i have made enough inroads with them i can introduce you warmly enough they will speak to you then ice walkers it is wonderful let us go then so we pan up the stone faces of the Goatstone Valley, and we pan back down as we see the group of you walking along twisting paths, along trickling streams, and through patches of mostly dead trees. Loving sits atop, golden might of the dawn's head, sort of sleepily perched while looking for ghosts. Rizzo looks over, and she notices that they have fastened themselves a little seatbelt with her hair and little reins to kind of like hold on while walking. And Maida is singing a song in flame tongue kind of under her breath. And it is a chipper sounding song as she is trying to assure herself that everything is going to be fine. What do you do with a drunken sailor? What do <laughs> you do with a drunken sailor? What do you do with a drunken sailor? Tim Curry just <laughs> reflection <laughs> flickering in the water, just <laughs> rippling, and he goes, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> If anything, I would think that it would actually be a song about the flaming polar bears. But we see the valley give way to vaster spaces as you are entering the deeper portions of the Shadowland. And it's at this point that Ariston and Rizzo can begin to see groups of ghosts begin to materialize. Many of them are wandering. Some of them have enormous holes in elaborate armor. A lot of them are aimlessly wailing or silently looking around. You see the house Tepet Mon emblazoned on almost every one of their armors. At this point, Loving sort of pulls back on the reins that they have made in Midas' hair to slow her down. I think, no, I know, I can see them now. There's ghosts. What do we do when the polar bears come? We run, 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 when the polar bears come. 
Wow, awful lot of tepids. So, uh, they can see us? Yes, but they don't care. Good, I don't care that they care. All right, Rizzo, you don't have to take it personally. It's dead dead. I'm just saying, when you have a guest in your home, welcome so, It's the Shadowland. Welcome wagon. They're not happy. Yeah, clearly. Just saying. I mean, you could be happy in a Shadowland. And it's actually at this point that one of the ghosts does tumble toward you. A young man with a bare abdomen, seemingly just completely torn open. Was it you? Did you do this? No. No, no, we did not. Did you give me this pain? No. No. Never seen you before in my life. And I would never do that to you. Who did it? Um, you know them. No. no. If you give us who they look like, we could have been... I don't know. If I knew, then I would know. That is true, yes. Can you, you put them you back in? Put them back in? He lifts a handful of intestines towards you. If she were to touch him, would her hand go through? Yes. Okay. Well, okay, so Rizzo grabs his intestines from him or tries to hoping that he will realize that she cannot physically help him. Useless. Useless. It's useless. We'll find him, though. I'll find him. Oh, Good luck right. to you, buddy. The wrath of House Tippet will fall upon them. Okay. But, but, so, so, sorry. Oh, God. This is going to happen sometimes. Just move along. There's nothing we can do for them now. Do we do when the polar bears come? We run, run, run when the polar bears come. And we see several more panning shots of the group walking as night properly falls. And you transition yourselves into the underworld. You see shimmering and blinking and shifting stars in the sky, making alien constellations and... The water in the streams seems to run thick, and the trees seem to loom ever higher, grasping at something that they can never find. In the distance, you see a strange, shifting, hulking thing with an unknowable number of appendages rolling and shuddering in the background, until you find yourselves brought to a giant yurt, which is strewn with decorative banners, each of which shows an abstracted, different animal that ice walkers might worship as a totem. And Reliquary brings you inside, and several ghosts turn to look at him. There's any number of ice walkers in here wearing many clothes that seem similar to those that the Bull of the North War, but some people wear things with more textiles and more patterning, more elaborate clothing. Perhaps the older these ghosts get, some of them bear visible markings of the way that they passed. Some of them appear to have passed in their sleep or of old age. Wizened bodies, some are young and hale with no visible signs of damage. Reliquary steps forward and asks for six arrows, seven quarries, and almost as if someone flicked on a light switch. The majority of these ghosts seem to just blink away, and sitting before you is an ancient ghost of what looks to be a person of about, like, mid-thirties. They have signs of a stressed and concerning face, but 
there's a handsomeness that it betrays. They have several decorative baubles in their hair. They wear an elaborate jerkin with an enormous stylized depiction of a mammoth running across it. I am six arrows, seven quarries. What brings you here? We have a few questions regarding the war that has become between the ice walkers and the taiga folk. We just are curious as to what started the war because today not a soul knows why it started and it's still continuing. Also, um, would Rizzo know how many years have passed? Like, to put it relatively to him, like, this war has been going on for this X amount of years. You know that it's been going on for hundreds of years. It's been something that has been a concern for Atlak and Tamorbatar mm-hmm. for a long time, if not the entire time they've been in the region. This has been going on for hundreds of years, and we are looking for a way to end the war because enough has been enough. There are casualties, too many to count, with no real reason besides deep-rooted hate and anger. They have forgotten what brought them to this place. That is shameful. I believe it's not worth fighting if you don't know why it started in the first place. I will say at least that it is not a way of fighting that has any semblance of honor, and that is shameful. We Ice Walkers are proud. We are prideful. Which... We respect, we understand having pride and where you come from and your people, especially if you've been around for generations, but the ones who are fighting now are not paying attention to a greater enemy that could destroy them both. If they have forgotten why they struggle, then I will remind you so that you can bring honor back to my people. This is not correct. This is awful. This is shameful. And I will see it set straight. It is simple. They encroached upon sacred ground. The tiger folk. It was reprehensible. They built structures where no structures were meant to be built. They found the sacred gathering place where the totems come to rest and they built there. I'm sorry, are you telling me that this war is all about real estate? Because I really think you could just build it somewhere else. It is about defiling sacred ground. It is about defiling the sleeping place of the deities. Were they known of that before they made that choice? No one would be so foolish as to enter that domain and not see it for what it is. Maybe no one who rightfully knew? Have you talked to their people to see if they knew and asked them to leave? We came when they started building and we told them to stop. They refused. Why did they stop building in the first place? Because that is what they do. They strip the land of everything it has. They build their towns. They shame us. They don't understand what honor is, what longevity is. They think that they need to build things that stick around as opposed to crafting stories. Being a figure that passes from generation to generation. Well, clearly that hasn't done so good for you if no one can remember why you started fighting. So maybe you should have built something, so your story could be remembered. Ask any ice walker of the name Six Arrow Seven Quarries, and I am sure that they will remember me. They may not remember why this war started, but that is a separate issue. So if the tiger folk stopped building, then the conflict would end in your eyes? No, they defiled sacred ground. 
What would redeem them in your eyes? Death. I don't believe I might not have been clear the first time. There are people coming who are going to continue defiling sacred ground, the most sacred ground to your people. That ground has already been defiled. There is no ground more sacred than the sleeping place of the totems. They're going to take a totem. They want to take the idol. I do not know what you are talking about. The idol in which is there for the goddess of war? You have no idea what that is? I do not know of an idol. I am familiar with the idea of Mars, yes. She... But she is not my concern. I am concerned about the totems. Can you explain a little bit more about the totems? Because we could be talking about the same thing and just not know the same word for it that gets changed over time. Grand majestic animals who stock the tundra. They leave breath in their footsteps and life and goodness and terror and blood. Interesting. We worship them. We will pay dues to Mars if we are required to. Do However, Go ahead. The, the totems are the most sacred to the Icewalker people. Do your totems help protect you when invaded? They have been called upon in ancient times by heroes of legend, if that is what you're asking. Because your totems will be in danger if this larger threat comes to take the idol. They will not hesitate to move what's in their way. And if that means killing a totem, they do not care. Let me spell this out for you very clearly. What you are describing to me has already happened. It happened when they built a settlement on the sleeping grounds of the totems. So the sleeping ground basically killed the totems. Is that what you're saying? It has set them into restlessness. So no, it did not kill them. What I'm telling you is that these people will come and kill them, so it doesn't matter if they're restless or not. I told you why this conflict started. What else do you want to know? How to make it end without everybody dying? That sounds like a question for the living. Yep, but the living are all about dying, is the problem. They'd rather keep their pride than their existence. Well, maybe you should start by telling them that they have no pride because they don't remember what started this conflict. We tried. We tried everything, but... Well, I have told you what started the conflict now. Have you tried telling them that? We didn't know. We've been hearing... Then you have not tried everything. Okay, this but... This is our... How are we supposed to do that if we didn't know that By leaving place? me alone. Goodbye. No, I let's hope leave. everyone forgot about no, you. No, we don't need to leave yet. Hold on. We have all the information we need. If someone who cares about their people really cared about them, even after his death, would actually make an effort to want to save them and want to save his people and end a war that clearly doesn't mean anything anymore because they don't care about it and they don't care about their totems. If you want to know why I do not want to save my people, it is a simple answer, and that is because an ice walker is not an ice walker if they have no pride. The people you have described to me have no pride. Therefore, they are not ice walkers. The people I command here, they have pride, but they are dead, and every day they slay the tiger folk. I think the problem with the living is that, as you said, although they don't remember, their pride is what's killing them, and... If you want your whole natural world to be even more disrupted than it already has been, then that's on the way. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. Why should I care if honorless pigs die? It is of no concern to me. 
because if you if you met them, if you talk to their leader, she is built on nothing but honor. She fights because of what the tiger did to her family. She refuses to hear anything but what's in her heart, and that's honor. She's not old enough, I think, to remember what happened, or she just was never told, but... Go ahead and roll Charisma plus Presence. Three successes. It sounds to me as though this person has a stake in their conflict. They have a reason that they remember to fight. That is important, and I can respect that to an extent. However, I must remind you that to forget why this started is to abandon our collective honor, and that I cannot abide. That makes them as good as dead to me. I don't care if they reside in the world of the living. They have no place amongst the Ice Walkers. Does that make sense to you? It does. I'm not asking if you agree with me, but I'm asking if you understand why I am eschewing what you are putting forward about the living. Yes, it just sucks that your name won't have any meaning anymore. If you have faith in this person who leads them now, bring them to me, and perhaps I could teach them a thing or two. Yeah, I don't know how well that's going to work, because the last time we saw the Bull of the North, she said she'd kill us the next time she saw us. But only, only if we were trying to go on... Yeah, yeah, only if we were not on her side. Really? Did, did she give... Uh, unless, because I was under the impression that it was kind of like a... I think that this would be a special occasion to which she would want to defend her... On the condition that it's her not. Her group name. On the condition that it's not. We need to be prepared to fight her, because... I don't think that that would be hard. I don't think three-on-one is fair, is my problem. I find it surprising that you are speaking about these things without even initiating a sidebar. You're dead. Who are you going to tell? Yeah, we don't really care right now. Rizzo is avidly and very visually so over with this conversation. (laughs) She's just, for whatever reason, she's getting a bad vibe from this guy. and She understands what he's saying, but uh, she can't grasp after coming from Jawe, grasp not caring for her people anymore. And it's just an empathy problem with her. So I recommend that you either bring this person to me so I can speak with them, or you tell them why this conflict started. I don't see much else that I could do for you or for these people. If they can prove to me that they have honor, that they can remember what happened, do they even remember where the sleeping ground of the totems is? No. No. We don't know. Well, it's not a no, we just don't know. If they don't know why it started, I don't think they know that information as well. So they might know. They, they could. Just leave it as a, as a, as a hard possibly. I'm, I'm going to lean it as more no than yes. That's not sidebar. Can we have a quick sidebar? I don't recognize a sidebar. It's not very nice to whisper in front of other people. He he suggested a sidebar. No, he said that he was surprised that we weren't having a sidebar. That's not the same as suggesting it. It was a form of suggesting it. Oh, you need to be a, a little more conspicuous. I am not here to have notes. 
All right. Well, I'm requesting a sidebar. So, team. Sidebar yes. granted. Signed in triplicate. Thank you. <laughs> you two need to be working a little harder to show off our case to this guy. Right now, we, we're like, oh, but, oh, but no, probably don't know. Doesn't matter if they know. Then why He's did you ask? Then why yes. did you care if we said yes or no? I just because if you're saying no, then he's just gonna be more convinced that they have no honor. He's not gonna care. He doesn't care. He just wants us to send that person or not. And I think we have all the information. We should go talk to the eyes, uh, tiger folk, and then just get out of here. No, I think that we should tell the bull of the north that this was all over a girl or a guy or a person who really wasn't worth fighting for because somebody in the rival tribe just loved the person in their tribe. And this is very elaborate for a woman who doesn't like to lie and just blows covers for when it comes to lying. Good luck. Also very easily fact-checked. No, it isn't, because no one can remember why it started. So how do they know it didn't start over a person? But I was just going to vote that one of you two who can lie, because I cannot lie, told it. Because I could tell it as a story in a once upon a time in a land that was very, very close to here. Let's vote for talking to the Taiga folk next and leave this man to rule his army till his little icy heart's content. All right. I'm I'm just asking that... When and if he asks about honor, we try we try and pump up the people because we don't want them to die. We don't want him to just abandon them. She's just a stubborn. Just saying. All right, fine. All right. I'll start about and you. And, you take lead, and I am just honestly right now. I'm just gonna nod. It's fine. All right. Well, well, we're done with we're done talking to him. But and sidebar. All right. We will go and bring her here to you. Maybe. And, and I promise that. She will have the honor that you want. Maybe not in the form that you're expecting, but she does have it, and quite a lot of it. I appreciate you taking the time and making the effort. If she is not up to snuff, she will join us here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I might have um, missed that, or Loving did not do a good translation, but did he just say he was going to kill the Bull of the North? And at this point, Maida's blanket begins to shudder but not in the same way that it has when there have been other ghosts around. It doesn't know exactly what to do here. It's like a half shutter. Okay. And like it's starting and stopping and then starting and then stopping again. I want to go home or to camp. Kill the bull of the north. That sounds like an interesting proposition. And a woman strides into the tent, tall and confident, with an elaborately painted face wearing these gray and orange robes and several shining pieces of silver and there is a circle within a ring across her forehead pouring blood down the bridge of her nose see what did i vote i voted we find her and now she found us first my name is citrine ash and incense what exactly are you kids doing in my territory now, won't you join us for lunch at Madame Fay's? You've got teas out here all the way from Sea John. Yeah, have you uh, been there before? I've always wanted to go, but I've never had the chance to actually make it. I've heard that they teach interesting exorcism rituals out that way. I've always been interested to see the ways that 
they handle their dead. That is very intriguing about uh, John. Uh, no, uh, exorcisms. I was also interested in that. That immediately kind of popped off in my head. What, uh, exorcisms in general? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of questions did you have? Have you done one before? Absolutely. <gasps> it's my profession. But was it was it was it cool? By some standard thereof. It depends. Some are more flashy and others are more low key. It depends on the nature of the exorcism itself. Rarely is it that anyone is actually actively possessed. Usually it's simply attempting to get a spirit to move on from a place. Sometimes that involves boring things. So, um, would you say that you perform more exorcisms on people or more objects and places? Objects and places, certainly. That's interesting. And how does one, like, come to assume that things are, you know, possessed or, you know, occupied by a spirit? Often spirits will make themselves known. Some of them possess the ability to physically manifest themselves. And as you saw in the Shadowland with me, I do have Mm -hmm. the capacity to see immaterial spirits myself, so that is usually quite handy. Rizzo is convinced that the office is haunted. I keep telling her it's not. I'm pretty sure it is. It's not. I I can see immaterial spirits too, and I told you there's nothing there. Okay, but just because they're like, they could be there when you're not looking. They could be there when you're not looking. When I'm not looking, when I'm searching the whole house. Yes, they could say, well, you know what, I don't want Ariston to find me. Some spirits are sneaky. Maybe they're hiding in the floorboards. You wouldn't look there, would you? Because the office isn't haunted. It's that closed-mindedness that's never going to let you find it. Yeah, I really think you need to open up your third eye to it, and then maybe you'll see the ghost in the office. Have you tried anything to purge it all to date, or...? No. To be honest, we haven't been there all that often, so whoever or whatever it is has kind of just been getting their way, just... Running amok in the office. It's not like it's a bad thing. It's just, it helps when other people can see what you're seeing. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to leave it too unattended or that place is just going to get all sorts of um, contaminated. Contaminated? Well, it's just going to become very, very thick with necrotic essence and you're going to have to try to clean that out or you might um, sort of do I need start soap getting strange manifestation. Soap isn't probably going to do it. If you have any germinated wheat or salt, that might work. Some people mm. burn incenses or other sorts of herbs and can help with cleansing out those sorts of energies. If you can summon forth the spirit and bargain with it, that could be useful. What if we collected all of the pine cones it keeps leaving and burns those? You could wind up with a poltergeist situation oh if you do Oh my god, that. we won't do that. That's awful. I yeah. would be okay with getting rid of the pine cones, though. No, but that's 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 what makes the office the office. Is that pine cones just keep appearing in it? Well, sometimes I bring them in. Sounds like a rustic charm. Why are you adding to the ghost's pine cones? I thought it would make it happy. I, I don't think well, it's... It's probably a better move than taking them away. Let me say that. Your lives will be a living hell if you try to take any of those pine cones out. If this is, in fact, a spirit that you're dealing with. I have a question. Yes. Uh, what if I like it? What if I want them to be there? I personally Makes it feel cool. I personally hold the stance that there's no reason that humans and spirits and particularly ghosts can't peacefully coexist. Okay. If you're happy and they're happy, then that sounds fine to me. I assume they're happy. Nothing bad's happened. Just some off things, things I have seen moved and you know, 
Okay. I have my grievances with the ghosts. <laughs> One thing with the pine cones, it could be. Have any of you ever raised a cat? I've been around a bunch of cats. Does a lion count? Not exactly. I don't like cats. But sometimes, cats, you'll find that they'll leave the bodies of animals, particularly small rodents, mice, squirrels, that sort of thing, uh, in front of you or mm -hmm. near you. Yeah. They're trying to show you how to hunt. It could be the same thing with the ghost and the pine cones. Oh, like a, go like a little gift or yeah. an offering. Yeah, okay. but also trying to show you, you know. It can hunt pine cones. <laughs> It can hunt pine cones, or maybe it has ideas for interior decoration, and it's showing you that oh, you need to push harder into that. this. This could be some sort of... We don't decorate you know, at all. Oh, yeah. You probably actually have angered this ghost with your poor interior I, design I sensibilities. I decorate a little bit. You decorate I your decorate room. a little bit. It's still nice. Just because you put a deck, one decorative pillow and a floor mat doesn't make it decorative. That's probably going to make it angrier, if anything, having one area that's kind of curated and the rest of it just sort of willy-nilly. Well, really, the patterns clash super bad, Ariston. You cannot oh. do argyle with polka dots <laughs> like that. It's just, they no. remind me of the water by and the shells by the ocean. I think they are fine, and if the ghost doesn't like it, then he doesn't have to go in my room. Or she. Or they. Whoever. Well, it sounds like they're going to do what they're going to do. I'm, don't be surprised if you find a lot of pine cones in your room. Specifically, Specifically your room. Because Harrison. you're creating oceanic themes when clearly this ghost prefers a sort of rustic aesthetic. Well, maybe the ghost just shouldn't discriminate against where I'm from. That's true. But nobody's perfect. He was there true. first. They were there first. Ariston. God damn it. Please pack your <laughs> things and leave. Thank you so much for listening to Swallows of the South. It means so much to me. And if you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can feel free to do that on Gmail at swallowsofthesouth at gmail.com, on Twitter at swallowsofsouth, on Tumblr and Google Plus at Swallows of the South. Also, a reminder that our theme music is new by Elvis Herod, and I'll see you next Tuesday. Tuesday.